As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This 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 week's uh, how do we want to put uh, news special? Is it the, is that what we're going to call yeah, this? We're going to call it China Balloon Special. China Balloon Special. Okay, so here we are, me and the Ozark Howler, um, with no Jason, the super producer. We'll talk about uh, how Jason's doing at some point in this uh, episode, okay. but we want to jump right into the to the biggest news because yes. I want your take on the Chinese. Weather balloon okay. or whatever it is. What's your take? What's the hot take? Well, I don't know. You got to give it to me. You haven't hit play yet. I haven't made up my stick yet. What are you talking about? We've been recording for 45 seconds. Oh, well, <laughs> you know what? I think, <clears throat> man, the problem is my mind's polluted so bad, right? Yeah. Okay. First of all, I thought, well, let me back up and say, the thing that bothers me the most is when people say we don't have, it was flying too high for the planes that we have. Okay. Okay. That bothers me. Why does that bother you? Because it's not right. It's not real. It's, it's falsehood. Okay. Okay. In, in the 1958, 59, They flew an F-4 Phantom, which has got the aerodynamics of a refrigerator, uh, 98,000 feet. Okay. okay. Which is way higher than when this is like a Which is way higher 000. than the balloon. Yeah. Okay. When this is like 69,000. <clears throat> and those speed records were broken in the 70s by the F-15 Strike Eagle, which is, I don't want to say our number one plane because we have an F-15 that's probably our most, that we have the most of, right? But F-15, all the West Coast is patrolled by F-15. Uh, uh, their NARTOP is out of the Oregon National Guard, and they're flying F-15 Strike Eagles. At any point, they could have scrambled. Anyway, they flew up to 100,000 feet in the 70s. And, and by 1980, they actually shot a satellite, one of our old satellites, for a test. They flew up in the stratosphere. Added, I don't know my spheres, right? They yeah. flew way the hell up there, 90-some thousand feet at the correct angle, and got a lock on one of our old satellites a hundred miles away in space and shot it down. Really? Yes. I did not, I did not on Modern it. Marvels. It's public information. <laughs> Look it up. So when I see these talking heads running their mouth about we don't have a plane and we don't, the only thing we don't have is guts to do something. 
So then I got to thinking it was really our shit, and it's just loose, and they don't know what to say, right? <laughs> so they just blame it on China. That was my <laughs> second thing. Uh-huh. It was our stuff. Uh, rogue. Our stuff going rogue. Well, I just I'm not really rogue. The fact that they just it was just loose, you know? They're looking for January 6th protesters or something. I don't know, but it's our stuff. And then they don't want to say that we have this badass weather balloon, you know, doing whatever badass weather balloons do. So will they blame them on China? So well, the size of it though, what they say was the size of three buses. Yeah, but that's like what, 120 feet of something across it's but it's just full of air dude Didn't but it wasn't how- but it wasn't the balloon part that was that big it was the part that it was carrying no it was the balloon part that was that big well i thought they meant to put no, the part that was see, hanging that's below what they're doing they're just talking some shit to you why we can't do nothing oh geez so i just don't even know what's going on oh you know? all i know is is my daughter hannah at south carolina the prosecutor sent me sent me a a thing that said uh, the sheriff down there in their county was uh, warning everybody not to try to shoot down the Chinese weather balloon themselves because any bullet that goes up must come down. <laughs> must come down. Right. And she goes, now, and I, listen, she didn't mean it. it was just a joke, but she says, that's all you need to know about South Carolina. That they're that they're going to well, be out there shoot, and not all South Carolina guy people are like that. I mean, I know you know uh, a couple of really great people in South Carolina that that would not be out there trying to shoot down a Chinese weather balloon with their uh, thirty eight special. You know, right. <laughs> but she just thought that was funny that the sheriff's department felt they had to had to make a public announcement <laughs> to not try to shoot down. <laughs> So, so what do you think? Um, I mean, to me, sending a balloon to spy on us seems 1950s, doesn't it? I mean, am I missing? Well, something? this is no or, two things. Now, the talking heads are saying that some people are saying it's a big screw you to Biden, right? I mean, President Biden. I don't, I'm going to give him the respect his office deserves. You know, meaning, hey, not only can we spy on you, but we can use the oldest technology we have and spy on you and give you three weeks to shoot this thing down, and you still won't do it. Because, you know, it started way up by Alaska. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, so it went Alaska. It went around the airspace of, of, of Russia, jumped in on Alaska, went across Canada, hung around in Montana two or three days, which is why it got it. It, it basically hovered in Montana, which is the reason why so many people got upset. And then it took off. <clears throat> so it wasn't just aimlessly drifting across. No, because up here in the, the – I'm going to call it stratosphere because I don't know my spheres again. But the wind it was in is between 160 and 200 miles an hour most of the time. So it was it was being intelligently controlled at all. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. What I think so, there's – huh? Well, I was just going to say, and now there's one over Latin America. Yeah, well, you know, hey, <clears throat> that's probably some dudes just trying to get to Cuba or get to America or something. They just, <laughs> I don't, it might be, it's a big pinata that they're going to drop into when's El Carnival start, you know, May. Maybe they're trying to get in line for that. I don't know. For Rio. Uh-huh. So like that, so that Chinese weather balloon's full of like little poppers and candy. Uh-huh. And- oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh-huh. Right. Maybe little egg rolls and shit. I don't know. Crab Rangoon. Crab Rangoon. Oh my gosh. I uh but probably what it probably is because these people are on like they've already defeated us. I mean, you realize that, right? Yeah, from the inside out. Yeah. They, yes, they, I mean it's too late. They they done won. They think in in generations, if not millennials, I mean millennia, it's just they've already won. They're going to evict us from all the buildings in the big cities that they bought. They're going to say, hey, you guys need to get out. We're raising the rent. I don't even think they're going to do that. I mean, I don't think I think I think they are who who the extraterrestrials control. Ooh, okay. you think the Chinese and the extraterrestrials? Uh-huh. That is the the, the the extraterrestrials actually control the Chinese. They give up on the Egyptians uh, because the Middle East just got too. Uh, out of control for them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They they controlled the world 
through uh, uh, you know the Valley of the Kings and Queens for a couple thousand years, and for some reason, I was going to say the Africans, but the North Africans and the Fertile Crescent just got to be a bad place, right? Yeah, it got okay. to be a bad place. So they left, and now they're controlling the world through the Asians, through the Chinese. That's an interesting theory. So <clears throat> anyway. We have worked the tail end of a weather event, or right, actually right in the winter of, of in the middle of a, and I'm going to call it El Nino because I'm not, it's not an El Nino, but it's a winter thing where the jet stream brings all this cold air in. The last time we've had one like this, because it's going to get cold again next week, it's going to get cold for the next two or three weeks, apparently. I can't wait. Okay. <laughs> the last time was an event was like that, the winter of 2018, two, 1984, 68, there's been like four of them really in the last 70-some years. So every once in a while, there's a winter event where this air comes way out of the North Pole and comes down essentially how that balloon went. You know what I mean? Okay. And they're they're on a long-term goal to, to map out how the, uh, the wind patterns or the atmosphere goes. So at some point when they want to release some bad shit, or something like that in our country, they'll be able to do it. And never even have to leave China. And never even have to. Nope. They won't have to leave. They'll seed the clouds with some bad stuff. And <clears throat> that'll be that. And we'll be trying to worry about, you know, whether some bad stuff jumps up on the on the beach and, and the Outer Banks or whatever, you know. Hmm. I would say so, they have, a, huh? I, that's an interesting theory. I mean, and I can't, I can't, I can't say that that's probably not uh, plausible. And why they were here? That you know, they hovered over over some of them nuclear uh, silos or whatever, and in because it went from the silos where all the nukes are in Montana to across through South Dakota. Apparently, it hovered. You came across Whiteman Air Force bases, which is where all the B two bombers and stuff are. Uh, you know, it went over some military stuff, so maybe it does take some high resolution photos or something. I don't know, but but so it's a, I know it's a waste they give, huh? But I'm just saying, like in this day and age, it seems like you could get that information other ways than just that obvious. Which is probably why they needed to. You know, I'm in the middle of watching. I was on Netflix when you texted me watching the gentleman with. Uh, <clears throat> It's a Guy Ritchie film. Oh, great, okay. great film. Yeah. Did you see it? I have not. Okay, it's Matthew McConaughey's a big marijuana dealer in London as an expat, and he wants to get out of the game, so he's basically shopping it around for a couple people for four hundred million, right? Well, <laughs> his wife tells him in there that some people might take that as a sign of weakness. Him wanting to get out of the business, right? Yeah. And wanting to get out of business might be a sign of weakness, so some shit's going to happen, and we're going to have to make an example out of you, right? Or, you know, if something happens, you're going to have to make an example out of somebody. Yeah, I got you. So, so in some ways, I think maybe this weather balloon, yes, because if they really wanted to know anything about our stuff, all they got to do is call the Biden crime family that they've retained for the last 10, 15 years <laughs> and ask them. So I think it was a big screw you to somebody, and I just don't know who. Right. Maybe maybe to the who knows. Right. I, I, I just think in some ways. But is it a could it also be a, re a retaliation for something that we have done to them that we have not heard about? We bought too much of their shit from Walmart. <laughs> No, we bought I mean, too many freaking iPads and caused them to <laughs> that we we have made them so rich that they're breaking their back carrying all the fucking money we give them. You're right. No. Maybe we'd have done something. <laughs> oh no. my god! Oh, you know we give them so much technology. <laughs> no, I mean, we're I, if they're spying on us, we're certainly spying on them. Okay, that's what I. Or or else you wouldn't have had a job for so many years. We didn't fuck with the Chinese in my old job. Well, Nobody fucks with the Chinese, and I'm going to tell you why. Why is that? Because two thirds of everything in the world is made in China now. So we just so we can't can talk even... all this bullshit we want about being at war with China, but are we really at war with China? Because you know why? They're buying 
they paid for that balloon with money we sent them. <laughs> I think it's the ultimate screw you, man. I've never met Xi Jinping, but I've got, he's about 20. I got nothing but respect for the man. Think about it. He's a baller. Yeah, you're right. We're going to take all that Walmart and Target money that you people send me, and I'm going to put it in this balloon, and I'm going to, that's what it might have been. The balloon might have been folded with Walmart receipts. And when it got popped, they just like confetti <laughs> blowing in the wind. That's what I'd have done. I'd have filled that thing up with Walmart receipts and, and you know, what's what's that other best, Amazon best, shit? Uh-huh. Best Buy. Uh, best Buy. Uh-huh. <laughs> The only thing that would have been made better, did you see, I guess, Trump's kid tweeted, you remember when the British had them, had that Trump baby balloon that they put all over London, and it was, it was President Trump all blown up? Oh, you know yeah, 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 I do. He was that. saying that we should bring that thing over and fly it through Taiwan as Taiwan Straits, <laughs> the Trumpy <laughs> balloon. <laughs> oh, for that was sakes. a better thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> So the, the 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 China balloon was probably full of who knows hot air, right? That's what. Well, hey, listen, it could have you know what if you really wanted to do, to be a baller move, it could have been full of uh, coupons to mm-hmm. buy more stuff from them, or like little fortunes could have been like full of fortunes, like little fortune cookies, yeah, and you pull like, out your fortune. Just not even the cookies. Didn't even buy the cookies. Just oh yeah, just the fortunes. I like that. I like that just idea. That's better. And you're supposed to put in bed with it after that, right? You know that. <laughs> oh, whatever really? your fortune says, you're supposed to put in bed with or in bed after that. See, so I got a couple here in my wallet because I collect them. Yeah, um, I do too. Story. Isn't that weird? Well, let's I, see I which one this one says. This one it's 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 in here real tight because of my credit card. Okay. But let's see what it says. I had two of them. I t- taken off my. My dead brother's refrigerator when I was there, and I forgot what they were. Something about good fortune coming his way, and something in else. Bed. In bed. In bed. <laughs> well, you know, and yeah, because he was dead in bed. So I thought that was funny to myself, and me and my other brother's twisted way. And <laughs> I took them, and I had them in my wallet. And, of course, one of them, I pulled out my credit card to pay one day, and it flew away. And I chased down the drain, and finally I just said, screw it, and I go. But I got another one right here. What's it say? You're the hog. You're the dog. No, it's – God, I can't hardly read it. It's so folded up so tight. It says – shows me – I can read my lucky numbers, but I can't read the fortune. It says, patience is the best remedy for every trouble. In bed. Yeah, I guess it would be in bed. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, tell me you'd be some trouble, huh? Well, uh, hey, patience. Hmm? Just have, just I'm have gonna tell some, her that. Just have some patience. Patience, have patience with me. Just have patience, honey. Mm-hmm. So which is, that was one off of his my dead brother's refrigerator, and the other one had something to do with luck. So anyway, what was I gonna say? <laughs> well, I was gonna I was gonna do the segue for you into. The one place that China, China isn't sending a weather balloon is Australia. You know, that's right. And I'm going to tell you why I think that is. Why is that? They got saltwater crocs. Big badass crocodiles makes our alligators look like. That's know, like the nicest bolts. thing. They, that's kind of like the nicest thing they got is saltwater crocs. Oh, I've heard the women down there are just phenomenal. But I don't know. It could be crazy <laughs> as hell. Who knows? You know, I. I I've changed my opinion so co- many. Hmm? You think they the, the women down there can compete with the ones in Canada? I don't know. As far as uh, as well, far as I, our we are, our fans, a, you know, know what? We are a family friendly show, or I would have said something. I almost slipped up. Okay. And I realized <laughs> okay. that. <laughs> and there, I know I can probably name off about five guys listening right now, or they're going to be listening. Going to be like, oh, come on, say it. You know, no, I can't do it. I can't do it because I think in a lot of ways, the good Lord made them all the same, whether it was Fatima or Sarah or whoever you want to talk about, biblically Ruth. um, I'm sure they're all the same, right? Yeah, I'm sure they're all. Yeah, absolutely. They are. They are. You know, women are like pit bulls, right? It's all in how you raise them. (laughs) 
<laughs> are you talking? Okay. Yeah, you know how you always use pit bulls, pit bull mauled some kidney. Oh no, pit bulls are lovely dog. It's just how you raise them. Okay. So, <laughs> so are we? Sp- so are you speaking? Are you speaking that uh, that is a is a father raising daughter? No, I've been mauled, man. Are you <laughs> kidding? <laughs> mauled. I'm walking with a limp. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, you know, I raised my daughter with a Bible in one hand and a Glock in the other. So. <laughs> Whether she turns out all right, it doesn't matter, but she knows it better. Yeah, I thought so, too. Um, well, she, yours ended <laughs> up a lawyer, so I'm sorry for your loss. But... <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, they all can't be saints, man. Some of them have to be lawyers. Well, the other, one, the other one, from what I hear, is going to be a lawyer, too. I haven't heard from her in years, but from what I hear about her. She's going to be a lawyer. That was her well, plan. So. Well, it's better than being a psychologist or sociologist or one of these other deals, right? I guess. But I, but I was telling you, I sent you um, um, one of our fans in Australia. That's right. Left us a pretty cool, <laughs> left us uh-huh. a pretty cool review on Apple. And, I've seen uh, that. I do, I don't even want to try to do his accent, but it said midweek house is good day, boys. Just wanted to let you know how much I enjoy your, your midweek howl. The dynamics of you two is awesome. Keep it up. From Fisho, for, is, that's his name, his handle, Fisho, Sydney, Australia. You guys have fans. I love your show. But sometimes I struggle to hear you guys. Well, hear us in, like, he can't, I the podcast isn't up, or well, he doesn't I, understand what we're saying? No, I think um, because... You and I don't have uh, fancy microphones. At least I don't. You do. I I've don't. got a head. I've got a twelve dollar Microsoft headset. I know. I'm getting. I'm getting ready to upgrade to uh, to a nice laptop with a nice microphone and and headset stuff. So I, I'm getting. I, I am getting ready to upgrade to that because so we should have better sound. At least I purposely end. have been dragging my feet for two reasons. Okay, first of all, I got a real nice desktop computer in two monitors going okay yeah and and the people i work in the space i work in we have meetings like on mondays like today i've had three hour long three one hour zoom type meetings right Mm -hmm. and i don't have a camera on my thing i do on my laptop so on the very first meeting i had to use my laptop and they can see in the background in my little office here, I didn't blur my thing, and they saw dead deer heads, dead antelope heads, uh, a bunch of guns, baseball oh, bats, geez. and guitars. <laughs> and and I don't want to say it mouth anybody, but I had some I had some comments based upon that first day. So I've never used my laptop again, and I go straight with uh, screens, and I just I, I it just says my name when I'm on there, right? Because some of these guys have what's it called? I love me walls. You know what I love me walls in the government, where you put all those plaques and all your, uh, oh, yeah. your okay. you know what I mean? So all your accol- guys, all your accolades on the yes. On the line, a lot so. of these guys put all these. They they have their I love me wall and some American flags, and now the people I work with are all. <clears throat> Well, I'm choosing my words here. Most, 98% of them are, I'm not going to say these words, on our podcast. Okay. Because we're family friendly. Okay. But they're liberal Democrats. And their stuff is not the same as my stuff. Okay. And so I've just taken it out. I've just, I've just, and almost all of them are lawyers. So I've taken the stuff out. You know what I mean? I've just, I've just taken that option off the table. So, uh, so you're saying that because you're a liberal Democrat, you can't have an American flag or, 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 uh, stuff they, your head. They, or they don't like the AR 15s, the baseball bats. And now one of them has a guitar. Oh no. Come on. Oh, come on. You're going to tell me there's not a Democrat. Crap that plays baseball or <laughs> I know I know Democrats <laughs> with machine guns. They just don't show it. You know. Well, I mean? well, I mean, is there a reason to show it? I mean, you're just you're not decorated. Like I've seen your stuff. 
it's not because you're decorated. It's just what you got sitting around. Right. I got a box. Of, yes. I've got a yeah. samurai sword on a box of CDs and DVDs laying here too. And a Porsche, a framed 1928 Porsche going through Laval sitting sideways on my thing. It's not that I'm want to, cause I'm too lazy to drill holes in my sheetrock to hang this shit up. And my wife walked through this house and took every single thing that was mine and stuck it in this eight by 10 <laughs> thing down here in the basement that I call my office. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Listen, I don't want to hear it. At least you got an office. I don't even have an office. And I couldn't even sit in Christy's office tonight because she's got some big presentation. She's got a, or some big paper. She's got to get ready for the president of UPS. So well, next, next year when you get married, maybe she'll let you have an office then. See, that's know. the thing. You gotta, you gotta so, take them to the next level. I've t- <laughs> you know, <laughs> what ain't next year? It's just a couple months away. Well, whatever. It's the same. <laughs> I guess it is 2023 now, isn't it? It is. It is. So but so I back do... to that. I've got a good microphone here. The yeah. problem is if I plug my microphone in, the headset I have does not work with it. It's got a plug-in in the back. My headset plugs in the USB, and this plugs in a – anyway. <laughs> Plus, I don't want to take out the authenticity. You know what I mean? If people really knew we were millionaire entertainers, would we – have all these yeah, fans probably not you no. know what i'm saying they would be disgusted with us yes <laughs> that's exactly right you know mm-hmm. if, if they would they say, well, these guys you know this guy's not a real redneck he's a whatever he is <laughs> you know well <laughs> well well speaking of that and i don't even know how to segue i didn't this. even notice this my kid put this sticker on my gun there's a big gun safe behind me that yeah. would be in the background and there's this picture there. It says Cummins Turbo Diesel. It's a, like a Dodge Ram thing, you know, because he's in the Dodge trucks. And it says, I like my trucks lifted and my guns loaded. Dodge <laughs> trucks. Oh, for goodness uh-huh. sake. So no wonder they they were uncomfortable with me. <laughs> well, I want to give now, um, I want to give an update on Jason, the super producer. Uh-huh. Okay. And we've never really talked about, uh, like, why he, you know, what really was ailing him and what he, why he's missed, uh, missed so much of the, uh, of the podcast and stuff. But right. I, I gotta, I, I kind of, I kind of have his blessing to kind of give everybody an update because he's going through some pretty tough times, and I think he, I think he'd kind of like everybody to know so they could say a Pray prayer. Yeah, say a prayer for him and stuff. So last year, maybe in late December, early January, right. yeah. he he and I both uh came down with COVID. And I don't know if we 
I mean, it was weird. We both came down with it at the same time. Um, we had got together to film some documentary stuff and, uh, I had a tough time with it. I think I talked about in the podcast where I thought I was losing my mind there a little bit. Well, Jason earlier that year had had a bad scratch or something that turned into a really bad infection. And I don't think they got all that infection taken care of. And when he got COVID then a couple months later, it really attacked his body. It ended up ruining his kidneys. Okay. So, I mean, it, his kidneys are not good. He's, he's waiting for a, he's on the transplant list. And so as part of his recovery, he started, um, you know, doing dialysis and stuff. And then he progressed into doing dialysis every night at home, you know? So a lot of the, on the regular podcast, he would be on with me. He hasn't even been able to be on because he has to be hooked up by eight o'clock every night. So I didn't know they had those things. You do them every day. Yeah. He, well, it's in it's in preparation for when he does get a transplant because it'll be you know he can do it at home he can go got to be cleaned out i guess i guess that's how well i guess he has to be i guess he has to continue doing it after he has the transplant i don't know for how long but um i, I from what i understand so anyway he's he progressed to that well about 2 weeks ago started having his legs started hurting and went to the, you know, he went to the doctor and there was some sort of infection in his leg and they didn't really, um, admit him to the hospital, which I don't, I mean, the judge and I have been on him. You you gotta get some different healthcare providers, but anyway, well, you know, I'm not going to say what I was about to say. But he had a fever of over 100 degrees for a week. And they finally put him in the hospital last week. And and his wife got a hold of me. um, And here uh, he has pneumonia now. And he's going to have to get a pacemaker put in. And the pacemaker is because his heart can't keep up with getting the fluid out of his body, even even being hooked up to the dialysis every night. Dude, he's so, not that old. No, he's he's our age, which you know, which not the he, age, it's the miles. I mean, I'm miled out, but he's still fairly. At least I thought he. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's he's a very he's a he's a strong, healthy guy, and. Uh, very vigorous guy, and, and yeah, this is just knocking square on his butt. And uh, so, yeah, I, I think he would appreciate. I know his wife would appreciate everybody uh, praying him in it. Just go ahead and pray, say pray, pray, pray for I, him, I don't thinking get... about him, you know, whatever. Because yeah, he can think about him, or because the thing is, is he didn't. I, I think a lot of times he didn't want to tell us how bad he was, right? And uh, Cause he's, like I said, he's a tough, strong dude and he wants to fight through it. But man, this is just, um, this is really eye opening, you know? Cause like I said, he's our, he's our age and, you know, and the, I mean, the COVID affected me in a weird way. It's kind of a weird thing. You know, it seems to attack, attack you at your weakest point. And apparently that was Jason's weakest point, you know? And it was pretty good. Com, you know, it was just like a perfect storm for him, unfortunately. Didn't he so, get vaccinated? I don't remember if he did or not, because I never did, because I had it. I got COVID early on. I got and it, got it again. And and uh, so I just I'm thinking, man, I got to have some kind of immunity to it. Right. But you're, you're still a, pure blood. Mm-hmm. That's what they call you. <laughs> I'm still pure blood. I thought that I was pure blood because I had never drank or did drugs. Oh, I forgot about that too. Yeah, that could be a. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I thought it, it was because you're from Ohio, and that's really not a place. It's really not a place. That's what they, haven't you heard that? No, I've never heard it. Yes, that's really what they place. say. Ohio's really not a place. 
How, how could it not really be a place? And what, and what you regard? Look that up, and you're going to see. Don't ever go to Twitter and ask if Ohio's a real place because you'll get blown up. Oh, <clears> goodness. <throat> uh, speaking of that, and the segue from Jason being tough and everything, I, I heard. So, yeah, so everybody, please, you know, say a prayer. Keep chasing your thoughts. Hopefully, he'll get back back with us soon. But uh, in the meantime, Phil is stepping back in his role as producer, helping us get everything up and cleaning up the audio and, and making sure it sounds pretty good. Um, so Phil's really, you know, really good at it. Um, and we're blessed to, that he's uh, that he's got the time to do it. He's busy editing like three movies right now and getting ready to shoot another one. So just the fact that he uh, just the fact that he has uh, agreed to help us out is pretty cool. So, but anyway, All right, we might get some group, some yeah. So, so what? Wait, there so should be a different twist on our production, oh. maybe. Oh yeah. I mean, Phil. I think if Phil has Phil had some time. I, I know he had some ideas about doing some stuff on YouTube. Right. Um, the funny one. The, I still am waiting. He 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 talked about doing a cartoon, a short cartoon to your baby chick story where they caught on fire and then burnt right. down. Sure. And I think that'd be one of the funniest cartoons <laughs> ever. So I don't know. Maybe that might be that might be in the works. But uh but I, I wanted to I wanted to see if you'd heard this story. I, I was listening to a podcast today about Bruce Lee. Okay, the great okay. the great Bruce Lee. And he was friends with Roman Plansky. Yeah, right, right. Okay. And at the crime scene after the Manson family slaughtered all the, you know, Sharon Tate and, and Jay Sebring and the Folgers woman and all that. They found a pair of eyeglasses at the, uh, at the, at the scene. And at this time, Bruce Lee, uh, because of Jay Sebring, the, the stylist to the uh -huh. stars or whatever, he had introduced Bruce Lee to all these people and he was given every, all these famous people like Steve McQueen and Roman Polanski and, some of those uh, private karate lessons or kung fu, you know, whatever discipline. I think he was karate, right? Kung fu's Chinese, like well, the he balloon. Was, he was karate, but he had a. Um, he was he was kung fu fighting. No, it was a it was a much older discipline. I think is that the proper term that. Um, was more aggressive and quick and, and, uh, that he adopted that, that the people in Hong Kong. So it's like watch. an ancient, okay. it's like an old, it's an old discipline, right? That was no longer in favor with what was going on in Hong Kong at the time. And they described it as, you know, short, quick, like less than like a couple inches is all he extended his arm to punch you. Wasn't like a long punch. It was, it was a like series short, of yep. short quick punches, yep. quick quick yep. kicks, or whatever. And um, and so anyway, um, that's how he kind of you know kind of got broke into uh, Hollywood out there is 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 gave people private private lessons. Okay, <clears throat> okay. that's how he kind of you know whatever. Well, anyway, at the crime scene, the police found a pair of eyeglasses <clears throat> and. Roman Polanski then, while training with Bruce Lee shortly thereafter, has a conversation with Bruce Lee where Bruce Lee then says, hey, I lost my eyeglasses. Um, I'm really having trouble seeing, you know. So immediately Roman Polanski thinks, oh, my God, it was Bruce Lee who snuck into the house and killed everybody. So Roman Polanski really thought for a short time that Bruce Lee was the one that killed all the people, you know, his wife and uh, J.C. Ebring and all those guys and um, devised a plan to take. He offered to take him to the eye doctor and he had the eye doctor have a pair of glasses that were with the same prescription as the one that the police had found. And he gave those to Bruce Lee to see. uh to see if, if you know he those were actually his glasses that he left at the scene, and when Bruce Lee put them on, 
he started looking around and then finally said, Jesus Christ, I can't see anything with these lenses. And then he was kind of like, Roman Polanski was kind of like relieved because he didn't know what he was going to say to him. <laughs> if it was, if it was the right prescription, you know? Right. I, I, yeah, I like, what have you done? <laughs> yeah, I don't I know. can't believe that he thought that, that crazy, I mean. Yeah. You saw how he's depicted in 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 Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? Uh, I have not got to see that yet. No. Oh, well, never mind then. <clears throat> anyway. Oh, jeez. Uh, now you're just not gonna you're not gonna share it. Well, he I don't because I don't know who 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 the dude was that played him, but in that scene, there's a scene where him and Brad Pitt. There's a whole bunch of them around. Brad Pitt plays a stuntman, right? And he's just sitting around, and he's really not, you know, Leo had to work hard to get him on the set because the director's wife doesn't like him. And Bruce Lee was talking all this stuff, and he got the bad mouth of Cassius Clay. Oh, gosh. Okay. And finally, Brad Pitt kind of chuckled a little bit, and he goes, what did you, you know what I mean, something I don't know. You think I said, do I say something funny? And Brad Pitt goes, dude, you couldn't wipe Cassius Clay's sweatband or something. I don't remember what, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because Bruce Lee was jumping, the dude is playing, he's jumping up and down saying he'd do this and do that and do that, you know? And then he ends up getting in a half-ass fight with the guy. And, and then the director comes in and they get kicked off the set. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Well, it's it's interesting, you know, what Bruce, you know, how unbelievably talented Bruce Lee really was. But what a, for lack of a better term, craphead he was up until he was 18. He so you think that was true? What's that? That he was a crap talker? Yes. Yes, because he... He got banished from Hong Kong when he was 18. Oh, I did not know that. Bruce Lee was boy. Bruce Lee's father was a musician. Okay. And I think he was maybe an orchestra or orchestral musician. And he had, and him and his mom happened to be in San Francisco on tour when Bruce, when Bruce Lee's mom went into labor and had him. Okay. So he had dual citizenship. United States and, and Hong Kong. Okay. No, or no, China, no, Or China. No. What do you mean? They no? didn't get they didn't get citizenship on birth until 63, 4. He was, he had citizenship in the United States. I'm he telling might have you. from some I'm other t- purpose, but it was, it was, it was more complex than just being born here until. Um, are you calling them liars? I'm not calling anybody a liar. I'm just saying that this whole, this whole, you're born here, you get automatic citizenship is some shit that the Supreme Court cooked up in the 60s, which is why we didn't have all these Hispanics and Southern border issues until the last 40 years. Well, Bruce Lee was born in 1940. Yeah, I can see that. I'm reading that in San Francisco. Okay. So... Uh, let's see. <clears throat> okay, right here. Thought. He was born there in November 27th, 1940, making him a dual Hong Kong and United States citizen by birth. So okay. there's two. I'm just telling you, you didn't get citizenship automatic because you were born here. They They either applied for him, his mother, somebody had to be. Okay, where's his mom from? Eurasian Amnesty. Where's old Grace from? Old Grace O. Mm-hmm. She's from Shanghai, too. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's, uh, it doesn't say anything. I understand that. That's because Wikipedia and all these things are, are edited by people that, that don't understand how how it worked up until lately. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, he got kicked out. He got kicked out. Of Hong Kong, he had a choice. Either basically he was going to jail or he could leave and go to the United States. And because he just beat everybody up. 
in Hong Kong. Well, maybe they needed it. Yeah. And they but he said, wasn't very big, right? How big was he? Oh, I don't think he was. Well, I think he was. Um, I think he was bigger than a lot of other guys in Hong Kong. That makes sense. He was five foot seven and weighed 64 kilograms, 2.2 kin, 2.2 kilos. And so what does that make him? <sighs> Way smaller than me. Well, I'm just, I'm just, what did I just say? How many kilograms? Um, no, I don't uh, know. What 64. Is- so 64, I'm going to my calculator out. Let's just do this the right way. 64 times 2.2 equals, he was 140 pounds. Wow. Okay. So, and I'm going to compare him to me. (laughs) No, I am going for a, so Muhammad Ali was, why did they do this kilogram shit on here? He was six. Well, he was six foot three, two thirty six. So, I'm just saying, Bruce Lee might have struggled. Maybe Brad Pitt's character was right. Bruce Lee might have struggled. Well, I don't see. There's the thing. Muhammad Ali was a trained boxer, and huh? obviously, he had a tremendous athlete, the same as Bruce Lee. Do you really think that? Um, Muhammad Ali would have let Bruce Lee get close enough to him. That's to what I mean. Sh- that, that, that's, sh- that's exactly what I'm saying. So, so. Uh-huh. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. Well, I, it was interesting. I, you know, I, I, it made me want to go back and watch some of those Bruce Lee movies. You know, I haven't seen them for a while. Entered the Dragon and. Oh, you know, there, he did like three in, in Hong Kong before he did Enter the Dragon. And Enter the Dragon was the one that they were editing and, and finishing up as he when he died. So, because he, you know, he, he died basically a heat stroke. Because Bruce Lee had the uh, sweat glands from underneath his, from his armpits removed. Because he, he would sweat so bad on the set. He'd sweat right through his clothes, no matter what he was doing. So he just decided to have his sweat glands removed. And it basically ended up overheating him. How about that? Well. All he needed was some secret. He'd have been all right. Yeah, that's right. Why would he have had him taken out? So he didn't sweat under his arms. That's why why he had him taken out. That's that's what he claimed. (laughs) So he didn't keep ruining the t-shirts or something. Uh, I just think he shouldn't have worked so hard. That solved the sweat problem. So anyway, I've been reading here, not to screw up my thing. The first case was in 1898, and it was a Chinese guy, Wong Kim Ark. He was born here within the United States, and... And see the way it was the way it was originally intended was for the freed slaves who had no country to call their own to have citizenship. But if you have like if if a if a US if a diplomat from, from anywhere in the world is stationed like at the UN in New York City, if their family, if their wife or significant other now, wife or husband has a baby, they do not get citizenship. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yes, know. because they have ties, they have diplomatic ties to their host to their original country. So the, they they passed that citizen act for freed slaves who couldn't go back to Africa. And then here in eighteen ninety eight they they expanded it for the Chinese people who were whose parents were brought over here by, you know, a host of things. Maybe they were What's it called? Not Shanghai. Is that what it's called when you're Shanghai? <laughs> I thought wasn't Shanghai when they kidnapped they you. Yeah, but that was what it was called. I remember seeing that. Like, so, so they then they Shanghai had, you onto a ship. 
Right. Like so like, then right? <laughs> like like club you over the head and, and see, before that one seat. car the Supreme Court had held in Elk versus Wilkins that birthplace by itself was not sufficient to grant citizenship to Native Americans. So they didn't let freaking Indians be anything until the Indian Citizenship Act of nineteen twenty four and then the Chinese exclusion repealed the act of nineteen forty three. And then the Immigration Nationality of 1965 is what give everybody and the Hispanics there's just be here and have a baby and you're here. 1965. Uh-huh. Well, there there's a citizenship lesson, right? Yeah, and there I think you go. I mean, hey, I there it, you go. You know, you've got a Chinese spy balloon thing. Now you're in citizenship. I mean, we've just, we're just, a, we're just... Tomorrow, or next week, I'm going to give you a chocolate chip cookie mix and how to train your Labrador Retriever, because we can do it all on this podcast if you just tune in. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.